Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says this, casting, everybody say casting. casting. Let's back up, let's go back to verse 6, I'm sorry, I just want to go back there. Therefore, everybody say therefore, I just got to make sure you're on the right verse. Therefore, everybody, therefore, therefore. there we go, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may, what, exalt you in due time. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And then he goes on, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he might exalt you. Casting all of your care, all of your worries, all of your anxieties. That word care is the word anxiety in the Greek. To cast all of your care upon the Lord. You know, when we are wrapped up and consumed in our care, our anxieties, we're wrapped up. We're wrapped up in ourselves. It's a form of pride, really. We're exalting ourselves against the Lord. We're saying, I'm, I'm more important. My concerns, my feelings, how I think you ought to handle this, Lord, all of the above. I'm exalting myself, my circumstance, my situation, everything that I'm facing. My worries are being exalted above you. But Peter tells us to humble ourselves. Can we go back to verse 6? Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. I want you to think about this verse for a moment. The mighty hand of God. If When we look in Scripture, we begin to think about the mighty hand of God. That His arm is not so short that He cannot save. We think about the saving power of God. We think about His healing power that He laid hands on. The sick and they were healed. The demon-possessed went free. We think about the mighty hand of God. As we begin to humble ourselves... Under the mighty hand of God, we're recognizing the power, the presence, and the provision, the providence of God in our lives. We're coming under, we're submitting to the hand of the Lord. We're submitting to His providence in our lives, saying, Lord, I know you've got this covered. Whatever it is that I'm going through, whatever it is that I'm facing, whether it's financial, whether it's relationships, whether it's family, Lord, I am humbling myself under your providence, under your provision. Now, what does that look like? You know, if you're facing family situations and uh, issues with your family, instead of fighting with them all the time about whatever issue it is that you're going, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. When you begin to humble yourself under God's hand, you'll begin to humble yourself in the sight of your spouse, in the sight of your uh, friend or family member, whatever it is that the relationship issue that you're dealing with. As you begin to humble yourself under God, you'll begin to humble yourself in that relationship and say, God, I know you've got this covered. It doesn't matter what I want in this situation. It doesn't matter what results that I want to bring about in this situation. You've got it covered. Amen. Good preaching, pastor. Amen. 
that I can humble myself. It's not about my expectations in this situation. I can trust the Lord that he knows what I'd like to see happen in this situation. But he has a plan that he's working out in this relationship issue. You know, um, all of us are going to face opposition. Every single one of us in this room are going to face opposition, whether it's, you know, in the form of a, of a person that just really rubs you the wrong way, or it's a job situation, whatever it is, all of us are going to face opposition. It may be full-on assault from the enemy, but when we face that, we can stand humbled under the mighty hand of God, knowing that he's going to produce godly results in our life. When you stay humble under the hand of God, when you face opposition, you can rest assured that God's going to do a work in your life through that situation. You, when you exalt yourself, when you respond out of pride, you remove yourself from teachability. When you respond out of pride, you remove yourself from a place of receiving what the Lord has for you. But when you stay in a place of humility under the Lord's hand, He can begin to teach you and change you and transform your life. Even if what people are saying about you isn't true. Even if the situation that you're facing you feel like is absolutely anti-you, your personality, your character, whatever. You can stand with humility under the mighty hand of God and be transformed through the opposition. Y'all know what I'm talking about tonight. You've ever been there? Have someone say something about you that wasn't true or have a circumstance that comes up against you that you're just like, man, that was out of the blue. I wasn't expecting that to happen. Anybody ever been there before? But you can humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and know that he's got it covered. His arm is not so short that it cannot save you. He's able to deliver you out of all your troubles. He's able to give you grace for every circumstance that you face. Amen. And in due time, everybody say due time. In his time, <laughs> in his time, he will exalt you. In his time, he will exalt you. You know, I can't tell you how many times that people have said things. In ministry, people, you just have a target painted on you. If you're a pastor, you just have a, it's like a target painted on you. And, and if people are going to get mad at somebody, guess who they're going to get mad at? They're going to get mad at the pastor because you're the one leading the charge. And so it's your fault. It's your fault that I'm being convicted. It's your fault that I have sin in my life. It's your fault. It's your fault, pastor. And so if they're going to say anything ugly, guess who they're going to say it about? Well, it's, it's awesome to watch time and time again. I could tell you story after story of watching this principle come to pass. Humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God and watching Him exalt you in due time. You don't have to open up your mouth and prove your point to everybody. Just keep your mouth shut. It's your mouth that probably got you in trouble in the first place. Just keep it shut. It sets, it sets a whole forest on fire, right? Isn't that what James said? That it's just a small little part of our body, but it's a spark that sets the rest of the forest on fire. It steers the course of our life. And so it's better for you just to be quiet. Humble yourself. Amen. Humble yourself and God will exalt you in His time, in His season, at His moment. The question for you is, is, if God were to exalt you right now at the, in the point of where you're at in life, 
if God were to move you forward in that opposition, that place of opposition or that season that you're in right now, if God was just going to move you, would your character sustain that move? Would, your, would, your, would you be displaying the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the devil? Your father, the devil. <laughs> Who, whose child are you, you know? Who's, which one, which personality is coming out? Which one are you displaying? Your flesh, your carnality? Are you responding out of grace and humility? He will exalt you in due time. You know, we just wrapped up a series on uh, acceleration, and it's, it's awesome to watch. I, I'm absolutely blown away. I cannot, I wish I could tell you all of the things that over the past, I've been what, teaching that, that was a three-week series. In three weeks, all of the acceleration things, expansion that's happening in people's lives has just come, come to the surface. It's happening. And it's all as a result of people who have humbled themselves. They've come under the mighty hand of God, humbled themselves. All of the people that I'm hearing from, it's people that have humbled themselves under the mighty hand of God. This scripture, and God's just moved. It's due time. It's God's season. It's due time, and it's happening. It's happening. So if you can just stay in that place of humility under the mighty hand of God, He will exalt you in due time. He will expand you. He will increase you. He will bring your gifts your talents, your abilities to the, to the front. He will move you into the place of ministry and service right in His perfect time. You don't have to strive over it. You don't have to try to make it happen. Just rest in God. Fulfill what God's giving you to do. Stay under His hand. Stay under His hand. If He's given you an assignment to do, an opportunity to fulfill, then stay under His hand and fulfill it. Don't try to move out from underneath it. Hello. If God says to you, I want you to lead this group or do this ministry or speak to this person, stay under His hand. Do what He's called you to do. But don't try to do anything more. Don't get out from underneath His hand. It's under His hand that His providence flows. But when you try... If you stay under his hand, providence is flowing. But if you step out from underneath that, you'll be in your own strength. You'll try your own effort, your own skills, your own abilities. Stay under his hand. Humble yourself. It takes humility to stay under the hand of God. It takes humility to stay put, to stay in place and say, Lord, I will fulfill what you've given me to do. We're always looking for what everybody else is doing. Well, I want to do what they're doing. <laughs> Why do, we, why do we respond? I want to do what they're doing. I want to have the results that they're having. They've got a great marriage. I want to be like them. I, I, I want to be like Billy Graham. I want to be like them. I want to do this. I want to do. Why can't we just humble ourselves and come under the mighty hand of God where He has us and be okay with it and let Him exalt us in due season? The minute that you try to step out from underneath that is where you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get aggravated. You're going to start striving and doing things in your own strength. But humble yourself. You'll, you'll say, well, I, this just isn't working. I just keep hitting the brick wall. I can't ever seem to get ahead. I can't move forward. I'm under the, the dark cloud. I'm like, uh, what's, what's the... Charlie Brown. I'm under the dark cloud. Thank you. Everywhere I go. But under the mighty hand of God, humbling yourself, there's always provision. 
There's always blessing. There's always protection. There's always safety. There's the anointing that you need to operate in is right there. Everything that you need, the resources. Man, this, this is a great example. Tithing is a great example of this. Operating, humbling. Well, here he goes talking about money again. Hey, listen, I'm just trying to help you. When you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God with regard to your finances and tithing, you're under the provision and the blessing of the Lord. All of a sudden, what you thought you needed to live on is multiplied. You have money left over where you didn't have money left over before. You start living in the black instead of the red, and you don't know how that happened. Hello. You're living under the mighty hand of God. But if you step out from underneath that, you're now inviting a curse. You're living, Malachi makes it very clear, you're living under a curse. There is a curse on you and your resources because you don't give. You've not humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. Y'all got quiet on me up, up in here tonight. Is anybody getting this tonight? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. I don't know how to handle that person in my life that's coming again. Humble yourself. Humble yourself under his hand. What grace has God given you for that season and that moment in your life? What grace is upon you in that season? Don't operate outside of that grace. Stay submitted. Stay under. Stay under the covering of the Lord. You know, the great, another great example of this is what church? Well, what church am I going to be in? You know, I love when people tell me I'm, I'm going shopping for a church. I didn't realize I shopped for a church. I thought God planted me in a church. I didn't, realize I, was, I didn't realize I was going on a shopping spree. I thought the Lord said, this is your church. I've never in my life, never in my life went church shopping. I've never done it. The Lord has always said, this is your church. He did it when we moved here. When we, before we ever came, the Lord said, you're moving to Akron, Ohio. This is your church. I've, nev I've never done church shopping. Never done church hopping either. But regardless, that's beyond the point. When you come under the authority that God's placed you in in a church, you're, you're humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. Well, I don't like their style. I don't like what they do. Well, that's okay. Humble yourself. God will give you a voice. God, God, will, God will give you a voice in due season if you don't like what's being done. Listen, I said this the other day to somebody. I said, the Holy Spirit has been running the church for thousands, thousands of years. I think he's got this covered. I don't think he needs our input. He's pretty good at this by now. He's perfected the art of running a church. And he knows what he's doing. If you just humble yourself under the mighty... Well, pastor, I believe the Holy Spirit can do it, but the, the people are people. They're men. Never have I seen in Scripture where a man or a woman in leadership is a problem for God. I've never seen it. If he needs to, he'll take them out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't think that there's a, I don't think there's a problem. I don't think God is worried about who's in the pulpit. He can handle, he can handle his church. But what I'm saying to you is this. If you'll humble yourself under the hand of the Lord and he plants you in a church... You may not like certain things or what they do or who, how they dress or what color the carpet is, or the pews are, the paint. You just humble yourself and God will give you a voice. You'll have an opportunity to share your experience and your wisdom and all of your years of valuable knowledge that the church could never go forward without. If you just humble yourself, God will give you the opportunity. 
Well, I feel called to preach. Well, that's awesome. But I want the microphone. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You don't need a microphone. When you humble yourself under... I, here, you can have it. You, you know, it comes, it comes with a lot of, of... It's a great cost. You can have it. it. You can come under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself. You don't need a microphone. He's, he's given you a voice. He's given you a voice. A three-year-old has a voice under the mighty hand of God with friends. You have a voice and influence with people around you. Stay under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And then it goes on, casting. Casting all your cares. We talked about blind Bartimaeus the other day and how he, he cast off his medicant's coat. He took off the coat that identified him with his past, with his sickness, with his illness. Listen, I want to tell you, just like this says, like Peter says here, cast off your coat of anxiety. It's time to cast off your cares. Cast off the coat of your worries and anxieties and your fears. And it's time to start living in the place of faith, recognizing that God cares for you. When you come under the mighty hand of God, when you humble yourself under his hand, it's there you begin to see his provision and his providence in your life. It's there that you recognize. It's there that you see that he cares for you. When you try to exalt your worries and your fears and everything that, it is, that you're facing, you try to exalt that against the Lord. All of a sudden, you're more focused on your problem and your situation and your circumstance and you're no longer seeing the hand of God at work in your life. You no longer see the, the handiwork of God in your life. You are His masterpiece. You are His masterpiece. That's what Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10 says, that you are His workmanship. You are His masterpiece. Why would the masters, the master craftsmen, why? Why would he just throw you aside and say, oh, I'm done with them. I don't have anything good for them. If he is designing and orchestrating the details, the very intricate details of your life, like a master craftsman or a painter is painting this wonderful masterpiece, why all of a sudden would God say, oh, I'm done? I don't like that. I don't like that Jewel Dean painting. I'll, I'm just going to throw her aside. I'm done with the Jewel Dean painting. Of course not. That's not how. She's so sweet. We would never do that anyway. Right, God? <laughs> of course he's not going to do that. And so when you begin to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, it puts your life back in perspective that it really has nothing to do with you. He's the one creating the masterpiece. He's the one behind the brush. He's the one behind the keystrokes on the, on the typewriter, you know, on the keyboard, you know. He's the one that's writing the story of your life. He's the one that's adding in every detail of your life. He cares for you. He cares for you. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Casting all your cares. What, what garment of heaviness are you wearing tonight? Isaiah said, we've not been given 
a garment of heaviness, a spirit of fear, or worry, anxiety. But we've, that, that garment's been replaced. We've been given the garments of praise. We've been given the garments of righteousness in Christ. We've been given a heavenly garment. What garment are you carrying? What garment are you wearing? Have all of a sudden you taken on the, the garments of worry? The garments of your old life? Are you putting on the, on the clothes of your old life? Are you putting on the shirt of your old life? Are you casting off, casting your cares, casting your fear, casting your worries onto Christ and putting on His garments? Are you being clothed with peace? Are you being clothed with righteousness? Are you being clothed with joy? Are you being clothed with the garments of grace tonight? Cast off all of your cares unto Him because He cares for you. Why would you worry, Jesus said? Why would you worry? What is it adding to your life? See all the, all the flowers of the field and how they're arrayed in such splendor? Don't you know that God can take care of all of the details of your life? Don't you know that He cares about you? You know, as you begin to launch out and these, some of you are launching out into new ministries, new areas of, and God is expanding you, increasing you, doing new things in your life. And our first response, it was the disciples' response. We read it on, on Sunday. Their heart was hardened. They had seen the miracle of the feeding of the multitudes. 20,000, 10,000, 15,000 people fed from two sardines and five little saltine crackers. And, and Jesus has worked a multiplication exponentially in this meal and they get out on the boat and what does scripture say their heart was hardened and they didn't realize what the loaves was all about Jesus was saying I am the bread from heaven I am the one who is able to sustain you I'm the one who's able to take care of you Put your hope in me. Trust in me. Don't worry about, if I said we're going across to the other side of this sea, guess what we're doing? We're going across to the other side. We're going to continue on a minute. You're not sinking. I'll wrap up with this story, but with regards to trusting the Lord, a couple years back, our um, Heather's family, her uncle has a, a lake house in Texas, Every year we go down to Texas to spend time with the family and around the lake house. And it's beautiful. We have a great time. All the kids, grandkids, cousins, everybody's there. And uh, they have, it's on the lake, and they have all these lake toys. I mean, anything you want, they've got all of the lake stuff. They got the jet skis and the speedboat and the, the thing that you can lay out on on the middle of the water. I mean, they got it all. The kids have a blast. They have the boogie boards, whatever those things are. They got it all. And uh, I'm not a water person. You all know this. I, I'd, I'm great at drowning, you know. I, I can't do much other than that, and, uh, and I'm okay with that. I, I'm good at watching everybody else enjoy the water. Just give me a book. I'll sit under the tree, read, rest, you know. To turn off my phone, I'm good. And uh, Heather convinced me one year, she's like, I want you to go out on the jet ski with me. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll go slow. We'll be okay. There's not a lot of people out. You know, she's given, she's given me the story, right? So I said, I, I, I said, okay, well, I'll trust you. 
So I, I, uh, I went out on the jet ski with her, and she did. She didn't go fast. And uh, you know, my, as we're pulling away, this was my thought, as we're pulling away from, from the deck, I'm thinking, Lord, I guess this is a lot like riding a roller coaster. If I die, I'm going to die. If it's my time to go, I'm going to drown, and this is how it is. But I really don't want to drown, but you've got it covered. So I'm just going to trust you. If I'm, I'm going to have fun or I'm going to drown. So either way, it's going to be okay. I'm going to see you or I'm going to have fun. Either way, I'm going to have fun. So we're okay. I'm going to do this. That was my thought. So, so we get out on the water. We have, you know, we're gone 30, 40 minutes, whatever talking about trusting the Lord, right? So we get out on the water, we're going out, doing our thing, come back, and we're just sitting there, and uh, with, they had, the kids had gone, they had taken out the kids on the jet, or not the jet ski, the skis, they had been out on skiing on the lake, and they were all trying to do the, whatever skiing they were doing, I don't remember, but um, so we're just idling, we're just sitting in the water, just idling, we've got the, the boat and the skis, everybody's just hanging out in the middle of the water, we're just idling, right? We're just sitting there, idling, nothing happening. As we're sitting there idling, I'm trying to paint a picture for you, there's nothing happening. Here comes, I look up and here comes this wave, rogue wave, random wave, it's coming right at us and I thought, you have got to be absolutely kidding me. We have been out on these stupid jet skis, and there's not been anything. I mean, it's been smooth. Everything's been great. And now, what is this wave? And I'm like, and we're sitting parallel with this wave coming right at us. And I'm thinking, we're, we're not in the right position to take this wave and survive. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay. And right as about as I had that thought of, I'm getting ready to go in the water. <laughs> Over the jet ski goes, into the water I go, into the water Heather goes. I had sunglasses on the top of my head that I really liked, and they were, they're still at the bottom of that lake probably. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. And of course, I had a life jacket on, so it's really not that bad of a story. If You just came right back up to the top. But... You know, it, for me, not liking water, it was a big deal. But anyway, I, I, she thought I was going to be mad, and I, and I, was, I, I wasn't. I, it was hilarious. And after we got back, I, it was like I could hear the Lord laughing. <laughs> he sits in the heavens and laughs, I'm telling you. He was, he was, he was, no, I do not want to do it again. He's got other children to laugh at. <laughs> or with, whatever. <laughs> I... I could hear him laughing. It was like I could hear the Lord laughing. Say, I've got it covered. Yeah. It's okay. I've got you covered. And, uh, you know, for me, it was just a silly reminder of the faithfulness of God. And I, I look back. Anytime I start thinking about worry and fear and anxiety, I always look back. I floated right back up to the top as if anybody here would be surprised. You know, I floated right on back, right up to the top of the water, and everything was okay. Cast all your cares on the Lord. Casting all your cares, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Last thought, second closing. Y'all can come back. <laughs> if not, I'll keep closing. I'll have four more closings. Don't leave. I'll do better. 
Don't get outside. I said it earlier. I'm repeating it. Don't get outside the hand of God. Don't rush the hand of God. Don't try to make it happen in your own time. He will exalt you in due time. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Amen. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you, Lord, every person in this room, Lord, you know every situation they face, Lord, all of the dynamics of their life, Lord, all of the intricate details. Lord, you're not surprised by one of them. Lord, you know every hair on their head. You've named every part of their life. You're writing the story. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.